0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Oh, welcome to the Spiro Avenue Show. I'm laughing at the the pre-show banter. Apologies in advance. I got the Sleepers guys here, and they're uh, as funny in person as they are in the digital form. Greg Waddell, Carter Elliott, welcome, man. It's great to have you on the Spear Avenue show. Finally, you guys are in high demand. Uh, you, you especially, I mean, Carter, not, not that you're not in high demand, but the games that Greg was playing with me to get this thing booked, I mean, you were privy to the conversation. The guy's harder to book than the president on this show. He's finally here, but you're were, you were a little bit cold shoulder there, not to Jim Costa level. but
0: you, I mean, you got to look into my everyday life. Try podcasting with the guy. Stop I can't even get it. him to get on. Is it way. that
1: hard? Oh, I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit. And hard. he actually likes you. I mean, you're actually friends with him. <laughs> uh, I think, right? Listen, friend, every,
2: every waking moment that I have a free time is spent sacrificing giving it to this man. You're coming to my house this weekend. I'm spending Friday, Saturday into Sunday with you. It's the only weekend I've had off in months. That's how much I love you. And we had one night free. And here we are with our new friend, Justin so before,
1: yeah, Before we get into this, though, let's clarify for the record. Are you the real reason Tyson Walker is mad at DK?
2: No, not at all. So you're denying that? I'm denying that. Of theory. Course. Of course. Listen, I, uh, I've i certainly said my fair share of negative things about Tyson Walker that I would say, for the most part, were objectively accurate and fair in my criticisms last season. As soon as he turned into what he is this season, there has not been a negative word for me about Tyson this well, year. Well, and I know well, it's it's based on last year. I get that. Yeah. But... You got to understand, I don't have the presence within Michigan State circles that would be needed for Tyson Walker to get that pissed off about something I said. There's only one person in Michigan State media that has that type of pull, who may have agreed with a lot of the things I was saying last year, maybe didn't say them as
1: loudly as I said them at times. But he might have said him here and there. I, I mean, uh, Tyson is adamant that DK was the source of this animosity, so I, I, I mean, he agrees
2: with you. Are Michigan State fans going to call their best player a liar? Is that the point that we're now at? I, look,
0: I wasn't uh, don't, there. Don't do that. we in the first five. Minutes <laughs> I,
1: I have not already, heard. I, well, look, come on now. So what, let's let's get let's get to Michigan State. <laughs> okay, so what, let's get into an area that we can maybe agree. I don't know. I know Carter's with me on this. I've gotten a lot of shit for those guys. This transfer portal issue in East Lansing and people say, especially today because the public relations athletic director at the university of Michigan came at me publicly today and called me a liar, which produced those receipts, sir. I will go after Michigan state figures, fan base, whatever, when I think it's appropriate. Here's the evidence of that. This transfer portal argument with Tom Izzo. I love Tom Izzo. There's not a bigger Tom Izzo fan in the world than me. He's wrong here. In my opinion, Ben, Throw my little two-tweet slideshow for this audience, please. We'll start there. And uh, to the five people that watch the show that don't already know my opinion on this, I said, about two weeks ago and I'll was going on, every coach, even the greatest ones, have a weakness. Tom Izzo's is stubbornness. He's my favorite MSU figure ever, and I wouldn't trade him for anyone, but portal stubbornness bit MSU hard this year. Slide two, sir. This is Justin Thind responding to me. Jackson Kohler has gotten so much better in just one week that I'm now actually glad Izzo went this route, unlike when we talked about it on the show. So the two Justins in the Michigan State Spartan space disagreeing about this portal thing. I'm going to get Tom Izzo's response to fans like me, and then I'm going to get into your guys' opinion. So let's run Tom Izzo's mashup discussing the transfer portal. Ben, run that, please.
0: Because we can be damn good guys and start out one and seven. So everybody get ready for it. We we could be damn good and be one and seven. Okay, so um, not many teams can say that. And, um, you know, what's the first thing everybody's going to say? Should have gone to the transfer. I don't give a damn. I did what I believe is right for my players, for my program, for my culture. Those three things are the most important to me. Will I adjust? I might. I'm not being stubborn on it. I'm really not. I believe what I believe.
1: Well, I believe what I believe. I think he has blown it with this year's team. Carter, I'm going to start with you. I think you agree with me, which is why I'm starting with you. I need the support. Am I wrong here? Have you been the Justin Thinned on uh, the Justin Thinned plan where he used to agree with me now he disagrees? Where are you at?
0: No, because that's the most frustrating part, I think, for me is when you have like these Matty Sissoko great games or you have Jackson Kohler great games that it's like, oh, oh, that, that shows that we shouldn't have went to the transfer portal. No, it would have been great if we get those same type of games and then you have another center. Like, I love the picture of Matty Sissoko for all he is as the player that he is as a backup center, or Jackson Kohler getting backup minutes to another center. And also, we didn't even go down swinging in the transfer portal. That's what kills me. If we would have went in the portal and guys were like, "Uh, no, like Jalen Bridges, he told us no. Okay, Micah Parrish, he told us no. Okay, we didn't even try for one. So it's, it's just I hate the narrative that just because other guys are doing good, that's the reason why we shouldn't have gone to the transfer portal. I'd rather have the problem of having a bunch of good players and figuring it out.
1: Well, I mean, what is it? Three open scholarships. And the bottom line is I, I'm with you. It's the failure to even try the conscious decision not to try once the, you know, the the bridges and Paris thing fell through. I mean, he went out there defiantly and said, I'm not going into the portal. If they were out there trying, talking to Manny Bates, who ended up at Butler and it just didn't work out. Be disappointed, but I'm not critical of the failure to land someone. I'm critical of the failure to even try, and what I view as a thumbing the nose at the fan base and people like me that are whiners. it doesn't owe me anything, but I still don't like it. I mean, am I, am I crazy, Greg? Where you on this?
2: You're not crazy. To me, though, I think you have to evaluate the the off season portal approach in two separate avenues with him this year because he didn't try for a center. That seems to have been the plan the entire time. Is between Marty Sissoko, Jackson Kohler, and hey, we went out and got Carson Cooper late, we feel good and we are not going to explore options. That's insane and is really hurting this team. That's fair to say, given what we know, right? But we knew that
1: that they needed a big more than anything. They needed a big more than they needed Jalen Bridges.
2: Right, but that's that's the other avenue, though, is like, to me, he did try. Like, for transfers, quote-unquote, to say like he just didn't even try in the portal, he had a plan in the portal. The plan was to get a wing. And he tried for two targets. He didn't get either of them. Both are playing big roles on really good teams right now. Like this team would look a lot better with hey, my really pressure, we, we San Diego State a really
0: good team. Yeah,
2: absolutely. We, you know, we have beef with
0: that fan base.
2: We do. I, I, but th- I guess that's the point for me is like, it's really, it's kind of crazy to look back because Izzo's tune about the portal changed after those guys said no. Like he, I'm sure he would still come out and tell you he doesn't like the portal, But the moment that he decided to wave the flag and storm out and be the advocate for the portals bad for the game was after Bridges and Paris told him no.
1: Well, that's the problem is you get this argument from time is over. He's he's had quotes on the record saying I'm going to be loyal. I'm sticking to my guys. That's who I'm rolling with. I think it's wrong. I've made commitments and promises to parents and all that. You said it. You were in the portal. And you just whiffed twice. Listen,
2: he would have shipped Pierre Brooks out on the first car he could have if he would have gotten parachute bridges, and it would have been a good thing for this basketball and, and, and
1: team. Also,
0: our two best players right now, forty <laughs> percent of the starting lineup, our two are from best the players came from the portal. That's the thing. And now we have players looking at it, and they're like, "Why would I want to? Why would I want to go there?" The coach actively hates it. He can he can hate it. I just don't know why he has to verbalize it. Maybe you just keep some things close to yourself. There's some people that I don't like that I don't say verbally. I just keep it inside just because I don't want to stir things up.
1: Yeah, some people keep the hatred, you know, internal, yeah, let and some build people. Leg, like build Tyson Walker fuel you. Tyson Walker tells everyone that he hates DK. So that's you know, <laughs> that's the, you know, everyone has their own approach to hatred and how it's expressed. I but love DK for the record. I just want to make that now. Big, I am a no, big no. You player. might, yeah. The best player on Michigan State's basketball team doesn't. Well, just to, just to, just to clarify, I, I mean, like DK too, but he can't check me. I want to get that on the record. <laughs> Have you guys actually played? Yeah, I you? had. I had. Him are there. you are you better? I had him in hell. Did you really? Respectfully, yeah. I, I got to get a tape of that. Can we get a rematch if there's not video evidence? Okay. Can make it so, I mean, th- <laughs> but this stuff gets mixed up where it's, it's negative Tom Izzo stuff, where it's some grand overall indictment of Tom Izzo. And it's not. I, I, I got pictures of the guy all over the fucking walls. My license plate has his name on it. You can't get more in the Tom Izzo bag than me, but this is a legitimate criticism. The thinned argument, and I'm seeing this, it's to his credit. Uh, you know, and people are picking up on this. Oh, it's so great for next year because Kohler's getting reps. Granted, that's fair. I agree with that. I'm tired of getting eliminated in the first weekend. If this team gets eliminated the first weekend, that's three years in a row, which is like 15 years to any other coach and program at this point in the modern era. Is it totally unreasonable to say, yeah, next year is great, but I'm kind of fed up as a Spartan getting eliminated in the first weekend if it happens a third time in a row?
0: I mean, that's the thing for me. I don't understand why we're throwing away and kind of simming this season and be like, oh, yeah. next year. Oh, we got the recruiting class coming in next year. We've also, like you said, we haven't made a second weekend. And, like, that's not fun. That's, that's not enjoyable. There's nothing more unenjoyable than watching your team go home the first weekend. It's, it's, it's not something fun to do. And all I can think to myself sometimes, and I, I try my best not to do it, but this team with a transfer center – I think could be special because there's something there with this team. They got a DNA. They have some talent. They got some guys. If we had maybe one or two more guys, I think the ceiling would be a lot higher for this team. And that's what what eats at me.
1: You owe it to your current roster. This argument of, I'm going to be loyal to my guys. I could make the argument, I would say, it's disloyal to make a conscious decision to have a worse roster and give them less of a chance to win a Big Ten title to advance in the tournament, look at the two times we've been eliminated in the first weekend in the last two years. UCLA had that game, blew it. Duke had that game, up five late, blew it. Tell me those teams with one more good player could not have made that loss a win. If we go into the first or second game of the tournament and lose by a bucket, four or five points, I'm going to be sitting here saying, oh shit, Manny Bates could have made the difference, right? I, I just, I think This program has been right kind of there, not on winning the national title the last couple of years, but doing a lot better than they have. I just, I hate the decision. I don't, I don't get the defense of it. Do you buy the theory that it's just stubbornness? I know that's been shared. You know, Justin said that a little bit, but this when he was on my show, he said a little bit of it is Tom Izzo saying, fuck you, I'm going to do it my way. What is the benefit? Like, why do you think Tom Izzo's doing that?
2: I don't think it's just stubbornness. I really think, you know, I, I think that whole narrative and the, the quotes and the comments that he made, I'm sure they're rooted in truth. They're rooted in the way he feels about the concept of the portal being bad for the game. He can feel that way and also know that to win in this era, he has to adapt and adjust. He's done that again. He got Tyson Walker. He got Joey Hauser. He tried to get a couple guys on this team. So I still like I just see a disconnect between being the anti portal guy who's the white knight who's never going to do it. And a guy who built a good basketball team this year. That's not a great basketball team because it's a couple pieces short. But by using the portal, like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not. It's less about stubbornness, even if Izzo wants to make it seem that way. Because I, I think when he makes those comments, he believes them. But to me, it's more of a misevaluation than anything. And it, it, the center spot specifically, I don't think Tom Izzo and staff thought that Madi Sissoko would be struggling this much. I thought, or I, I truly believe that they thought. He would be a playable average Big Ten starter, not an all conference guy by any means, but he's just worse than that. And that's clear now. And I think had they known this at this point in the offseason, they probably would have gone out and adjusted this because he's smart. Like this staff is not. Dumb. You don't get to the point of as successful as they are without realizing that. Now they've just realized they've trapped themselves and have to play the cards they're dealt with. And it, it, more than anything, I'm curious to see where it goes next because obviously you have the great recruiting class coming in next year. There's a lot of moving parts, like Malik Hall could be back. He might not be. Tyson Walker theoretically could be back. He might not be. I think there's probably a guy or two that might leave that might surprise people this year, just given all that talent that's coming in. So It'll be interesting to see if like the the comments made this offseason remain the same in the future, given the way this season has gone. Like if you're right, if they don't get out of this first weekend again, is he really going to keep that same stubborn tone and be the white knight in the future or not? But this is where I want to bounce back just a little bit. If he makes it
0: out of the first weekend this year, we can still comment on the fact that him not going to the transfer portal was not a good decision. That's what I feel. I, I don't understand where the narrative comes from that we can't say. Like coaches oh we don't agree with what he does like i don't i'm not gonna just follow him but i can have, you know i feel like every fan anybody watches watching game, the they can have their own opinion on things that's kind of the the joy of i don't know whatever phrase you want to use being in this country having whatever you want to call it freedom you're able to have that opinion and i don't think us making it to the second weekend would change my opinion on the fact that i still think we should have added some pieces. what would would win you have t- to
1: you have to win the national title because if they, if they go to the national championship game
0: no, and lose. No I, no, I wouldn't get off it. I wouldn't, even if we won it, I'd be like, we would have won the national title. Oh, you're title even more by,
1: extreme than me. Oh, we would have won by 12 points instead of seven if we had Okay, well, okay I, I don't endorse that opinion. If they win the I national do. title, I'll do things to Tom Izzo that are illegal in 72 countries. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I But that's the argument. Because if Tom Izzo makes the Final Four and wins in the semifinal game and goes to Monday night and loses by one point, he will, and many will, view that as a vindication of the position. I will say, Manny Bates would have been worth one point in that game. To me, anything short of a national title, which I'm not predicting, certainly, I'd love it, is a vindication in the opposite direction. That's the only way you can get out of this. Carter's even more extreme than I am. If they win a national title, you and I are not going to be whining about the transfer. Portal. I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll, a little whine, little, happy with a little wine on the side, little little crying. On
0: also, the
2: side. I just want to say to the to the thing about like to i guess justin's point about uh not you justin justin thinned yeah to his point about okay it's good looking back because it's developing kohler and it's developing cooper and it's giving them reps i wholeheartedly disagree with that i think those guys would still get reps in various ways that would prepare them for next season regardless of if they're playing six to ten minutes a night like kohler has had one good game this season he's not gonna take over a 20 minute role from maddie like I like Kohler as a prospect going forward too but if that's the way you justify something on your roster it's a really weak spot like would we sit here and flip that and say it would be a good thing if Tyson Walker wasn't on this roster because we'll get Trey Holloman some more minutes in the future like of course that's not a good thing you want good players there Trey Holloman's development is going to be fine in the limited role that he's in so I just wholeheartedly disagree with that I think that's a kind of and I love Justin Thin but I think that's you know, kind of trying to talk yourself into why does this make sense given the situation we're in, you want to believe that your coach who's a hall of famer never really makes mistakes like that. And I know Justin's been critical of him at times too. So, you know, Kohler has one really good game. Maybe you want to flip the switch and say, that's a good thing. It's not a good thing, man. Kohler could be exactly as good as he is. If he's the third center on this team, that's better than him being the second center on this
1: team. I mean, it's a great argument. I I made the argument that what Justin is saying and what people who are agreeing with him, because his his tweet got more likes than mine did. So apparently I'm in the minority. I argue it's a silver linings argument. You are making a silver linings argument that, okay, it's not all bad because some guys are getting more clock. That's valid. But if you can't make the argument that is a primary point, it is better overall. To be worse this year, I mean, and you said it, you could say that about any year ever. It's good that we're worse. So guys that are going to be here next year will get more clock. I mean, I guess. Is that what you're hanging your head on, though? I thought that was a great point. I mean, that's that's pretty spot on to me. I
0: just, just, I'm with Greg on that. I just hate that argument. This is like college basketball. You're trying to win games. Obviously, guys can get reps. But I'll tell you right now, if we had somebody else in front of those guys, like Greg said, Kohler can still get his reps. Cooper can still get his reps. And I've actually liked what I saw from them in these small kind of roles. But also, I can go down the Big Ten schedule, and unfortunately, if I count up all the big man's points against us, it'd be an outrageous number. It's 70 alone. With That's Gi-Zack why Edie.
1: they're losing. It's the, they can't get one stop in the post against E. D. They can't it, get it, one stop in the post in the and, other. They, and it just puts so much pressure on guys like Tyson and AJ, because obviously the backcourt's
0: been great this year, but if they had a time where they could throw it into a post player and maybe just kind of space out for a possession or take a break, even having that guy who's somewhat of a threat on the post, I think would just open up the offense a little bit more with this team. Marty's been great as a lob threat, but right now you can't throw the ball into him cause he doesn't really have any post moves to go to that are striking fear in opponents defenses. So, you know, just having that back to the basket threat, I think opens up a whole bunch of things and puts a lot more, a lot less stress on guys like Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard. Like I pray every single game that those guys ankles and everything stay intact because if they go down This team goes down. The margin for error is razor It's razor, razor thin. Thank God Malik Hall had the best foot recovery of all time and came back because I was in shambles when I heard about it initially. So, I mean, you just got to roll with what we got. I mean, but at the end of the day, we got to roll with what we got. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say all these things, but at the end of the day, I know his team from Ann Arbor doesn't want to see us. They didn't want to see us at the Breslin Center, and they definitely don't want to see us when we come there in February. They never want
2: to see you at the Breslin Center. So, ever i'm, still, I, I'm still
0: riding with my team i, I, I want, love this team it's i love part of the point I, I feel like i can't say that though without everyone's like oh you're saying that you don't love this team i do love this team it's because i love them it's because i love them. i want the best for them my wife loves me she tells me i'm wrong all the time yeah like, that, perfect it, that's there you go you should don't shout so, out
2: the shout out the michigan state medical staff by the way i'm Malik. i just want to say that was a truly a miraculous recovery from like win one for malik in tears at the press conference to three days later he was well
1: there was somebody in the michigan state space that said it was it was a langford 2.0 issue and his career might be over so you know those rumors were out there not from anybody with shout out the medical staff truly 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 miraculous it was impressive yeah i I mean it worked out i just think that you had the exact thing this team needed in the portal just spinning around on the carousel and manny bates could score in the post can defend the post i mean two blocks a game and if you had this team with Manny Bates and he's healthy, I think it's a Final Four team. I, I don't think that's hyperbole. I think they are plus four to five wins already with him. Yeah, and I don't feel like the pitch would have been that hard either.
0: I mean, we got, what, 20, at minimum, 25 minutes at center. That's I think, all he's playing at want. Butler
1: anyway. Like, he's like, playing like 27 on, minutes a he, night.
0: They've lost by a combined 80, 89 million points these last couple of games. But, oh, he gets to play at Hinkle and gets to play with Dad Mata. There's no way he's actually enjoying that basketball. Greg, go he, there's no way he's actually
1: enjoying that basketball. There's way greener pastures. And if he turned no us down, attended. fine. We didn't try. That's the point. And that's yeah. what you started with. It's a, if we tried for Manny Bates. And- I DM
0: Manny Bates. Hey, big head. Like, what's up? Like, I, was, I felt like I had the need to try.
1: Well, at least you did. You, you did. At least somebody stepped up to the plate. I want to transition to this a little bit. But first, we'll finish with the Michigan State thing. What's their ceiling as is right now? Assuming no other catastrophic injuries. What's the ceiling of this team?
0: I still think this team could make a Sweet Sixteen i truly do uh i don't know if that's ceiling
1: though best it gets no no it is
0: uh, i'll okay i'll go i'm not saying I'll go. it's not your prediction it's I'll ceiling go. ceiling i'll go as far as elite eight because i think that's more indicted and more of a indication of what the, where the country is college basketball wise i don't really, i think there's one good team I think, houston i don't even know if it's houston it's I, it might
1: be purdue it is
0: purdue it's purdue i like
1: houston and purdue Purdue's the best team in the country right I now. I got mocked for saying Purdue was actually good this year. No, Purdue's the best team. In the Did country. you see my mentions? They were mean. <laughs> and I'm a Matt Painter hater, but I, they're good. They're oh, good. they're very good. Greg, where are they at on their ceiling? Ceiling, not prediction. Ceiling, yeah, best they can do.
2: I mean, I, it, I think their ceilings a Final Four team still, partially because of how open the season is. But like, there's definitely worse teams that have made Final Fours in better seasons, com- competition wise, than this Michigan State team this year. I've said it. A couple of weeks ago, I came on our show and definitively said, like, I'm in. This team is going to have a March run in them. Then they've had some struggle since. But there's not many, if any, teams in the country. There isn't a team in the Big Ten that is as vetty as this group. And put the center position to the side. That's a mess. It's going to bite them at some point. But when you have those four healthy with Tyson, with AJ, with Malik, with Joey, like it, they can beat you so many different ways. And they have. We've won. I say we. Michigan State has won games this year through each of those four individual guys just picking at a mismatch and there's not many teams that can beat you that many different ways i don't know if it will come together like like you said it's sealing right if, if i had to predict uh i think this is probably another like seventh place big 10 finish second round exit round of 32 not far off from the last couple of years and i think that's pretty true to how much talent is on this roster but I think the ceiling is higher than normal just because of how good the backcourt's playing. And honestly, Joey Hauser is so good. Nobody wants to I say that out loud. But I do. He's so
1: solid. love Joseph He's Jamal. so solid.
2: So good. The fan
1: base owes oh, some apologies. I'll just say that. I, the argument for them going far, and I actually agree. I think the ceiling is a Final Four team. The argument for that is the guard play. And you kind of touched on that. If you t- look at typically what teams go far, it's, and specifically what teams overachieve, it's the teams with strong guard play in the tournament more so than having talented bigs. So that's the argument for them. I want to transition to this a little bit. So we're going to stay one foot in the Michigan State Pond and then another foot in the University of Michigan Pond. The state of the programs right now, big picture, recruiting health or whatever, I think is reflected partially in the recruiting rankings. We'll use 247. Ben, throw that up there for our lovely audience and our two guests here. So this is, again, according to (laughs) 24-7 sports. 2020 2023 recruiting (laughs) class rankings. Tom Izzo, happy as a pig in shit, ranked third right now with his program. An incredible class coming in. Juwan Howard looking a little bit more sad, I guess. 42nd. So the Chris Castellani, who's a friend of mine, opinion on this was, well, welcome. Juwan Howard, you know, maybe he's not so hot right now, but it's a scholarship thing. Michigan had fewer openings. It's not that big of a deal. There's other people out there, I'm one of them, that thinks a little bit of a thaw here. There's, people are cooling off on Juwan Howard, and the Tom Izzo coolness is thawing and turning into a little bit warmer and momentum. People have buried Tom Izzo a hundred times when he keeps coming back. Where do you guys stand on the state of the programs generally? Do you buy the Juwan Howard, oh shit, 42, they're in trouble? Like, where, where are you at on that?
2: I disagree with Chris, I'll say that, and I love Chris Castellani, he's come on our show. I went to high school with him, actually, I don't know. if I did,
1: I did not know that. that.
2: Yeah, we uh he was a couple years younger than me. We lived in the same neighborhood growing up, played high school tennis together. So, I I really respect Chris and admire and look up to everything he's done even though he's a couple years younger than me. But um I do I heard him a couple nights ago essentially say that point about yeah, they have they don't have many scholarships open. I think that's just wrong. I think even if they on paper don't have scholarships open, there's going to be a ton of scholarships open. There's going to be guys depart from this team that you don't expect number one. I mean, their entire bench right now, they've got seven scholarship guys off the bench and none of them are playable. And some of them aren't getting minutes over Jace Howard. There's going to be transfers out. Hunter Dickinson's going to leave. I will be absolutely shocked if he's back in Michigan uniform next year. Jed Howard is going to the NBA. I think there's a better chance he's back than Hunter. But like, I think this team's going to need six guys filled from this year. And it would be really nice to say you've got even if it's quote unquote over recruiting spots that happens at programs that build themselves the way Jawan Howard has built rosters where he's brought in great recruiting classes before this season. Like you have to expect churn. So I, to me, it's his first cycle. He's really missed. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's something really worrisome from a momentum standpoint. I'm as a Michigan basketball fan. I am much more worried about the on court results this year than I am any program momentum stuff. I think that that fluctuates year to year. We've seen Juwan have great ones that resulted in such a lack of success on the court that maybe we should just throw rankings out the window anyway. His team next year, his success next year will come down to what he does in the portal.
1: So you don't have concerns generally about, oh, that 42, that says something about where we're at. It's just an off a, year. A guy that hangs his hat on recruiting. Who, Juwan? Yeah. It's not
0: his in-game acumen, I mean. Yeah, look, he he, hang, he hangs his hat on recruiting, and I'm about to go as far as to say, is, I don't even know if he's, the, I mean, is he really that great of a recruiter? I mean, Does he have any more sons? <laughs> he was listen, top 10 he, every year before nepotism, this year, right? before Nepotism, nepotism <laughs> is killing Michigan basketball.
2: It's, it's <laughs> recruit, the way recruiting works is it's just the flavor of the month, though. Like right now, we wanna come in and say, Tom Izzo has all this momentum, and oh, he's a great recruiter again. He's had three horrible classes in a row that leads to three seventh place finishes in the conference. Flip that two years ago, Juwan Howard had the best class in the country. Did that mean the program had all the sustainable momentum? Clearly not. Yeah, so, like, I, I look that graphic's great. It's fair. Michigan State fans should poke all the fun in it they want. Uh, the point to me is like next year's Michigan team will strictly come down to the portal, and that should be terrifying to Michigan fans, given the fact that admissions. <laughs> I mean, they they landed Terrence Shannon. They straight up landed Terrence Shannon, and then they didn't. And two days later, he committed to Illinois. And this year. They need three Terrence Shannons. It's
1: Why did that happen? Problem. Was that an NIL thing? I don't follow that like at no, all. No,
2: it was uh, basically his credits wouldn't transfer from Texas Tech into a specific Uh-oh. program at Michigan. That's a university so- admissions. admissions. So, well, So yeah. Illinois overrode that in a way that the University of Michigan could have done. They refused to do it. Two days later, he committed to Illinois. He was, I mean, I have it on good account from insiders that he was to Michigan if the university just overrode the issue. Wow. Yeah, I never knew that. Which is why, like, to me, it's really hard to say, like, how how bad of a job is Jawan done? What if you put Terrence Shannon on this team?
0: Well, he'd come off the but bench like
2: behind Jet and Jace. He he's would, not. He's not a Howard. He would not come off the
0: he's bench. Not pu- behind he's Jace. not. A, he's not a pure blood
1: Howard. Yeah, that, that really disgusts me. What Juwan's doing there, because Michigan State would never put a guy on the roster due to nepotism <laughs> ever. I mean, it's you have to. You have to actually earn it to have a roster spot in these lands. <laughs> What do you making of this, Carter? Are you on the uh everything's totally fine in Ann Arbor? Calm down. Carter everybody. wants Jawan fired.
0: No, I don't I don't want Jawan fired. I don't think. But all I know is that you I have don't a, think. No, I'm saying you have a guy <laughs> who hangs you have a guy who hangs his hat on recruiting. He's not recruiting. What is why? What does that mean when you say hang his hat on recruiting? Because all I heard about Juwan was like, oh, when Juwan Howard walks into a room, it's Juwan From Howard. Who, is Juwan it's, it's hanging his hat on that, or are you hanging his hat on Everyone that? is. It's a, That's the reason he's coming back to Michigan. The Fab uh, Five is coming back. they are making it good. What did John Rothstein say? The Fab Five or whatever it was? I'm NBA saying, connections. Yeah, NBA
2: Connection. I, mean, I, put, I, he I he think hope. if you ask Juwan Howard what he's hanging his hat on, he would say making the second weekend every year I've coached here. Well, that's what he should hang his hat on because that's
0: all he's doing. Because he's, he's not having good regular seasons. Right. He's not having good recruiting classes. I think your highest recruit he's this year is somewhere. He's
2: great recruiting classes. He's had one bad recruiting class. And what has that led to? Sweet 16s every because year. You have, here, because her. you
0: have good draws, you know that the tournament's about draws.
2: Tennessee was a good team
0: last <laughs> Stop. year. Stop. <laughs> you, you played Colorado State in the first round. That was a great draw. <laughs> Stop Ten- it.
2: Tennessee was a good team. <laughs> Stop
0: it. Right? And it's Tennessee. It's Rick Barnes in March. You say that yourself.
2: <laughs> I said it was a good draw. It wasn't, exactly. it wasn't a miracle That's what I'm draw. Like, so
0: because he has that second weekend, you just go away with everything else.
1: Is the that bad, the, the, the bad reg- right The now? bad
0: regular season. Can't keep his hands to himself. <laughs> We just, we just throw, we throw that all the way because they're hanging Sweet 16
2: banners. Honestly, that graphic you pulled up, it looked like Greg Gard was touching his wife. That's the face that Jawan. Can we get that back on the screen, Ben? I don't know how easy <laughs> that is. It looks like Greg Gard is his hand on Juwan wife. You want the returning graphic back
1: up there? I'm surprised you want to look at it twice. <laughs>
2: yeah, look at that. Greg Gard is, he has his arm around Jawan's wife right there.
1: That's 40 42nd. <laughs> look, I mean, first of all, are, are you hanging your head on a Sweet 16 thing? To me, like if I'm a Michigan basketball fan, which believe me, I'm not. You guys should be beyond that. That's like, you know, early beeline kind of standard, right? You guys should be a Final Four team or program mentality like Michigan State is, I would think now.
2: Um, I think it's hard to say in the Juwan Howard era, to be honest with you. I'd love to say that they should be. And I think with what John Beeline left, like the potential for that was there. But if I guess if if the assertion that I think he's trying to make and I'm I'm still feeling you out for where you land on this. <laughs> But if the assertion that he's trying to make is that Jawan Howard's just a recruiter, he's got nothing else, then it's pretty miraculous he took a team that was pretty objectively bad last year to the Sweet 16. Like, something doesn't add up. I honestly don't know.
1: This is not... I'm more in the Michigan State bin, obviously, in terms of following. I feel like I have a better pulse. I don't have a great pulse for this. I'm honestly kind of confused by the whole thing. I thought they'd be a lot better this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they looked better on paper. I thought they would be not much better than Michigan State, but... Clearly, better, a, a step above, as you can say. I don't think that's the case now. I mean, the UCLA loss is the only reason they don't have a Final Four berth. And to me, that was a bad loss. That's a bad loss.
2: It's a bad loss. And again, I mean, Franz Wagner was horrible in the final moment. Of you missed game, eight obviously. shots in a
1: row. It was beyond him.
2: Uh, well, right. You're, You're, you uh, missed your you last a eight shots. You had a couple guys play poorly, that including, an, including, including an air ball that plays in my head a lot. I'm sure it does. Always brings a smile to my face. You want to know what I genuinely think it is? And I don't think anyone's going to be able to indict or say Jawan Howard's free of blame for this. I don't think we're going to know until something happens. We aren't going to know until Hunter Dickinson's off this team because it could, it could nosedive immediately to where his team goes 10 and 22 without Hunter Dickinson. They're going to replace him next year with a less talented basketball player or removing a guy who's a pretty toxic personality, not a leader whatsoever, and I don't want to call him empty stats because I genuinely believe Hunter Dickinson is one of the best individual players in the country, but you have to center everything you do around him. And none of the guys he's recruited have made sense around Hunter Dickinson. You remove that guy. Maybe all of a sudden some guys start looking a little better. I don't know. I could be right or wrong. I, I have not picked a side on that, but I don't think we are going to be able to definitively say Jawan Howard is blank until we see him separated from Hunter Dickinson.
1: That's the Bill Simmons, Patrick Ewing theory. I don't know if you ever read him back in the day when he actually wrote, but how the Knicks would sometimes play better when Ewing was hurt, like when he wasn't there, because everything was around Patrick Ewing and everything had to funnel through Patrick Ewing. And it's like, oh, he's hurt. They're going to suck. Everybody played much better when he was gone. I don't know. I'm with you on the the lack of knowledge on how that would look. I'm curious why you're so convinced he's gone, because it's not. He's gone. I honestly had no opinion, but yeah. why? Because he's not going to be a you're, draft pick, Because if right?
2: you're Hunter Dickinson, you've got really, t- I guess, two options, maybe two or three options. But I think I'm the only person who's really like staking my claim that this is a fact. By the way, this is—I don't have any inside info on this. I have not talked to Hunter personally. I don't have anybody feeding me this. I believe Hunter is worn out as welcome at Michigan in a way that was not true at all a year ago. Last year, last year, everybody wanted to blame. Caleb Houston, moves to Diabate, Devontae Jones for the issues on that team. It was Hunter needs more help. Hunter was pretty clear, loudly, publicly about that himself last year. And then this year he got all new faces. Hunter was happy with it. He's come out and said that. The team's even worse. Now, at some point, the finger's got to go off the glass and back at Hunter. I think that's happened. I think the Michigan fan base has turned on him. And at a certain point, if you're Hunter, you could either move on you could go be a professional overseas. You could try to go the G League route. I have no idea if that would work or not. Or if he wants to play college basketball for money again, you're going to get a phone call from John Calipari. The moment you make it clear you want to come back and Oscar Sheebway's leaving that team, hello, we can triple whatever NIL you'd get at Michigan, and we'll do exactly for you what we did with Oscar. He was the national player of the year the first year in Kentucky Blue. I mean, if I'm Hunter, I'd run out the door to get out of a fan base that hates me on a roster built around me that doesn't work. I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to. and I think he'll get offers from more than Kentucky, like any blue blood in the country. Kansas doesn't have a center right now. Bill Self would absolutely take. Do Hunter.
1: they hate him, though? Because whenever I say anything bad about him, they all yell at me. I don't know what I want to clarify, though. You said worn out his welcome. And then you mentioned the fan base. Do you get the sense that he's also worn out his welcome within the walls up there? Yes. Is it- Really? I do. I mean, it's just a vibe you're getting? Yeah, Carter's going to laugh. Vibe is a big word for sleepers media. (laughs) Um,
2: So I, I like to fashion myself a little bit of a body language expert. And there are people that are just analytically inclined basketball fans that would hate what I'm saying right now and say it's stupid. But I really think there's a lot of you can read between the lines just the way guys interact, the way they talk to each other, the way they behave around each other. And we saw it at Big Ten Media Day two years ago. It was the Hunter Dickinson show. He was an incoming sophomore. Everyone loved him. He looked like this dominant freshman that took a team to an elite eight, was this close to a final four, and now it's your team. And all he wanted to do was antagonize, be the center of attention, talk shit to other teams. And Eli Brooks, this veteran who just kept his mouth shut, kept looking at this dude, like, what is he doing? And we left that day and we i literally said to you in the car, a team built around Hunter Dickinson is going to struggle just because it's going to be toxic. Mm-hmm. And it kind of played out that way. This year has definitely played out that way. He's just a he's a very egocentric, individually focused guy. And, you know, the more we go to programs on this little travel tour we're doing, like we're realizing how important that is, like. We hear that from programs like Illinois, when they talk about guys like Io DeSumo who have left and he's beloved, he's this great leader, great teammate. Kofi Coburn doesn't get that welcome. And they might not say it out loud, but like there is an element to that that is there with college basketball players. And it's most important when you are the only star on your team. And right now this is a Michigan team that has a bunch of fun young talent. Doug McDaniel's gonna be good in a couple of years. Kobe Buffkin's gonna be good if he's not good already. Jet Howard if he stuck around would be good he probably won't he probably shouldn't he should go to the NBA but it would be a lot easier to view those guys as like fun prospects if there wasn't all this pressure around you better fit with Hunter and it's the Hunter show and you got to be a top 10 team because Hunter Dickinson's here meanwhile Hunter like he doesn't like personality wise he doesn't care he doesn't mesh with these guys he doesn't have relationships like We've seen it. We've heard stories about it, though. I've heard stories from the overseas trip that Hunter brought his girlfriend and didn't hang out with the team the whole time. So that's where I stand on it. And again, like there's something to say, like, I respect Hunter Dickinson. I like watching him. He's a great player. Uh, I honestly think what he's trying to like the podcast stuff, we can make fun of it and how selfish and crazy it is. But like, he's really good. People listen. People click when they see a video of Hunter Dickinson and at, like, to me, it's just a thing where not maybe it's not the Ewing theory, but until we see what that program looks like without that personality in the room, it's hard for me to point the finger at either the coach or the player himself.
1: I mean, Carter, I could make the argument that Greg just diagnosed their problem and why they didn't do as well as I thought this year. Right. Yeah. Well, do you, I mean, do you agree with him where,
0: where I'm at where I'm at is that there's no blame. I feel like going towards Jawan. Like, I think that. The players not fitting. We talked about this on the episode we had last week. Greg was talking about kind of how the players aren't necessarily fitting. It seems they're having issues playing hard. And yes, I'm a firm believer that coaches shouldn't have had to teach effort. But at the same time, if your team isn't playing hard and your team's not executing and things are being said like this team doesn't fit together, there's a there's one person at a university who puts a basketball team together. It's the head coach. So if the team's not working together, it's not put well together. That's, that, that, is, that is on the head coach. It has to be put on somebody. And I feel like right now, what I just heard from you, Greg, is that you're saying that we can't judge him
2: until Hunter leaves. I, I just think if we're talking big picture, we, big, can, we yeah. can judge him on the season 100%. Jawan's okay. done a horrible job. Rotations make no sense. He built another roster that failed to center around their star. That's all fair, and we can definitely criticize him. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, are we worried about the trajectory of the program? Ask me when I see what a team looks like without Hunter Dickinson. Until I see that, I have no idea. Well, we to you, we'll about next year. We will see it next year, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's fascinating because that's, that's two completely divergent directions. You know, you could go the one way where, oh, everything will be fine once this cancer's out of the way. And then it's the other direction where maybe this guy's been carrying him and he's the only reason Juwan's even looked competent thus far. I mean... It really is. There's a huge variance in year two. What do you think of that, so? honestly?
2: Like, the do you, do you view this as Hunter's been carrying them? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. I don't really think that
0: Hunter really cares if he's carrying this team or not. I think he's just out there kind of just the... It's not empty stats because he is a dominant force. Like, I, I would take Hunter Dickinson on Michigan State team this year in a heartbeat. I'd have no issue doing that, and I think it'd make our team better. But at the same time, I don't know if Hunter really is like, you know, living or dying by if they win or lose a game.
2: I guess when I think of carrying, I think of what Trace Jackson Davis is doing with Indiana right now. Like that team lost their starting point guard, Xavier Johnson. Uh, they were projected super top 10, like to win the Big Ten. Race Thompson went down for a couple of weeks. Like that team could have spiraled. They started spiraling. And then for three weeks, Trace Jackson Davis was the best player in the country. And now they're back on track. Like. That moment hasn't happened like that, that level of engagement and just I'm going to physically go through double teams and dominate that Hunter is capable of has not happened this year. I mean, look no further than the Penn State game. A lot of people would say their season was on the line. I think Hunter had six points and three rebounds. Against a Penn State team who I can't even name their starting center (laughs) right now. So like, I, I just think it's hard to be like oh, Hunter. Hunter has carried this team to where they're at. I don't think that's happened at all. I think, like, I
0: don't think he wants credit to, that he carried this team to this point. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> well, wants credit mean for where just this, team this is this year.
1: I'm talking about the last couple of years. Like, he has been the you know, torchbearer for the Juwan Howard success to whatever extent he's been successful prior to this year. I mean, you said it was dominant freshman season, dominant sophomore season. Yeah. I, like, if the argument is this has been his team, especially the last couple of years. I mean you said it. This could be a 10-win coach and we don't even know it yet, or it could be a 30-win coach and we don't know it yet. Yeah. I, I'm actually agreeing with you that I think that's the most intriguing thing to see. Cause he is, I mean, especially the game at Breslin last year, the entire offense was just dump it, dump it, dump it down low. They they had nothing else. No, mm-hmm. they kicked their ass in Ann Arbor. But I don't I'm fascinated to see what they do without him. Now, look, I've made the argument in Michigan State circles, which are a little friendlier than other circles, that The Juwan Howard era, career, tenure at Michigan, whatever, is going to end in ugly fashion. Not necessarily because the team stinks or is underachieving. I think there's going to be, this is my prediction, another incident of some kind that's the last straw. I would make the argument that they have a consistent problem with culture there, with the handshake line issues again and again and again. It is a sparty, sharty argument, I'm told. You guys are measured. I respect your opinions. But I want to start, Ben, can you pull up our video showing just a a little bit of a sampling of the Juwan Howard Michigan issues since he got there, the basketball issues, particularly with handshake lines and things of that nature. Let's run that and we'll, we'll go from there.
0: As the play ended leading into the timeout, Juwan Howard had actually been walking toward his players, pointing to his head. As if to say, use your head. There was a little trash talking on between the Michigan and Maryland players.
1: I was raised by Chicago, and I grew up in the South Side. When guys charge you, it's time to defend yourself. That's
0: all I did. Just stood up for myself and my program and said, don't talk to me. And then it escalated. Howard and guard are not happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo! Howard
1: just threw a right hand. For someone to touch me, and I think that was very uncalled for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening, and that's what escalated it. That's where it started that he said, I'll remember that, I'll remember that. And I said, hey, let me tell you why I did what I did. And he
2: didn't want any part of it and um, kept moving on throwing a punch
0: by Jawan Howard at a Wisconsin assistant is the worst behavior of all the really boorish, churlish behaviors. He should not be allowed to coach another game this season. And if he ends up getting fired, um, if he ends up avoiding getting fired, he would be a very lucky individual.
1: The Sun Devils take the Legends Classic Championship. There's a little bit of a tussle after the whistle. So, I mean, there's a sampling, obviously a couple takes on the same matter, but three incidents in particular that were, to varying degrees, not great. Tell me honestly, and you can yell at me, I like Justin Rogers from the Detroit News yells at me all the time whenever he comes in. Am I just shardy sparty, sunglasses on, saying that I think there is a problem here, and is it a crazy prediction that John Howard's tenure might end in something other than just always not doing well? Where where you at on that?
2: I don't think you are and I don't think it's crazy, but what I would what I would say and encourage you to do is be careful the way you broach it because I like that clip reel was great. The third one with Arizona State does not belong on that list. That's where we tow the line into Sharks. I said
1: varying degrees, but you had no problem whatsoever with how they executed the end of the Arizona State game this year.
2: I don't think any of that was Jawan's issue at all.
1: It's his team. Right? Well what what
2: was I mean, what, what are tell
1: your guys to not? What were you
2: unhappy with in that
1: moment? Well, what was unacceptable? Well, unacceptable is, is one thing. I think it's not proper decorum when a guy's dribbling the clock out or dribbling the ball and running the clock out to steal the ball and go score. So,
2: pressing under a minute left, that's ex- essentially what Wisconsin did that triggered the other incident, right?
1: No, Michigan did that to them, they pressed Wisconsin. They called, Greg Gard called timeout so they wouldn't get a 10-second violation bringing it up court. Okay. Why, why would Michigan be getting press in that situation? Okay. Michigan yeah. had what they called their, was it five-man, full-court man-to-man or whatever Juan called that. That's what, what happened. Wisconsin was getting a full-court pressure when the game was in hand. They were about to get a 10-second clock. Greg Gard calls the timeout because he doesn't want to embarrass his backup or his walk or whatever it was. And then we have the same thing where Michigan's about to lose. Full court press stealing from a guy dribbling the clock out. Thomas would assassinate a player for doing that.
2: Yeah, I mean, t- to be clear, Jawan did not want them stealing in that moment. Like, it happened. It was walk-ons. It was Greg Glenn who stole the ball. He's played maybe six minutes on the season since that moment.
1: What about so- the second steal after they scored and they, they stole it again?
2: I it that one does not belong on the list. If you want to make the I said to
1: varying I said varying degrees. I know, but
2: that's you I think you lose legitimacy in what you're trying to do, which I honestly genuinely agree with when yeah. you do add that third level to it, because that you could yeah. find that from plenty of programs in the country this year. And there was no fallout from it. They stole the ball, it didn't look great. They shouldn't have stolen the ball. And a bunch of Michigan State people clipped it to make it an issue. There was no issue after that. There was a fight after the game. Was there was broken a fight, up. Justin.
1: There was a fight that was broken There's
2: a up. a fight. Scuffle. There was a fight. Scuffle, a disagreement. Was there yeah. really a fight? A disagreement.
1: There was a scuffle, whatever that's, you want to call that, it. That, I mean,
2: that's. That, There's a
1: minor disagreement, just like the tunnel in and That's Ann
2: That's right. That's towing A couple, couple
1: guys just, you know.
2: That's towing the, the rivalry, right? That's towing the, the, well, yeah. the same way a scuffle is when Tom Izzo so grabs a player's jersey. Not a scuffle. There was no incident in the Arizona State one.
1: Okay, so uh, let's... The other el- two, absolutely. Let's, okay, let's eliminate that and say I'm irresponsible for including that. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm willing to meet you in the middle. Two major incidents that are worse than anything Thomas has done in 30 years. Sure. Right? On the court, yeah. Okay, what's... What, what, sure. I don't, I'm not even going to get into the off-the-court stuff with things that... Right, were, I, I imagine you wouldn't want to. Okay, okay. Now, Now I am going to get into it. What are you referring to? No, it's all right. Let's, are you, are you we're referring talking to in and Payne, which was investigated? In we're talking prosecutor. Michigan. We're talking Michigan. Okay. Well, you said I can't
2: throw that in the water and just walk away. I think, I think to frame the claim is that's worse than anything Tom Izzo's done is not accurate, depending on what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Has Tom Izzo ever been suspended
2: as a coach? No, not not that
1: I'm aware of. No. Well, I mean, yeah, as a coach, obviously that's what we're talking. About. I don't care if he got suspended in high school for cheating. I would. I wouldn't know that either. Yeah, technically, he has been suspended. Because it was 20 years ago, he'd set out for an exhibition game because there was some summer camp where they were paying some kid that was friends with a recruit that he didn't even know about. So technically, yes, he has been suspended. But that was, that was it. He's been there, what, six times as long as Jawan Howard? So yeah, I do think that it's safe to make a distinction between the two. Jawan Howard couldn't make it through his third year without a crisis, where he's, everyone's saying he should be fired. Stephen A. Smith's on ESPN. I mean, sure. Carter, uh, th- th-
0: this is this is where I'm coming from. The only clip that belo- that I think belonged in there was the punch. You just can't you can't punch.
1: But he to threatened come. to kill Turgeon. I mean, allegedly. OK,
0: honestly, <laughs> I would I would want my coach to do the same if another coach came to his face. I don't know. That's I'm, that's that's the player in me. You know, yeah. I, I love pulling. Are you from Chicago? I, no, I just love pulling D D3 basketball. <laughs> I love fighting. <laughs> I love smoke. I love the, all that. So if my coach, yeah. if Mark Turgeon approaches my coach and my coach gets in his face. I personally love that. I think that maybe it's towing a line, but it's not necessarily crossing the line in my eyes. I think it's just my coach being passionate. You can't swing on another coach. That can't happen. I mean, think about go to the Michigan State game last Sunday. I maybe wanted to come out and swing on Matt Painter for putting Zach Eadie in. But also, you know, Izzo didn't do that. And at the same time, I'm like, OK, Eadie's trying to get 40. I appreciate that. I would try to get 42. Getting 40 is really cool. I was so, fine. I
1: didn't care about that. I
0: get, that's what, so yeah. I don't know. I, I think the only clip is just like the, the punch. You can't punch
2: another coach and you can't really give a reason why you punch. So we coach.
1: use three. He He's giving me two. You're down to one. So
2: I'm OK with the Maryland one in there. I, th- I think that belongs. That was wild. That was wild. I love it. <laughs> i'm honestly i'm surprised if you want a fourth i'll help you with some crap if you want a fourth musa diabate tried to fight iowa last year
1: uh, you know what that was in my reel it was but whiskers. there's not uh it was on the road it was in it was at ruckers that yeah, was actually in my run. original draft but there wasn't great commentary on it so that's uh. why i excluded it for our audio listeners it'd be like yeah. so it actually got cut but yeah, I mean, the about is being held back too. the footage is great. The audio, like there's not a great commentary on it. <laughs> so believe me, I'm aware of that incident, too. I, I just so, I mean, you can get into this. Three of them are fair. Two of them are fair. One of them are fair. whatever. Just getting to the point, though, not getting too obsessed with whether or not the clips were fair is the assessment fair that this is some type of a pattern of. of issues that may be problematic or is this is this no big deal it's shardy sparty stuff i mean where do you land just generally clips us
2: i think it's a deal i don't know that i'd say it's a big deal uh i think last year it was certainly a big deal i mean the the greg Gard incident was absolutely a big deal that was front page news of the sport of the entire sports world for at least a week if not more and it should have been like that was unheard of. It was unbelievable it happened. Uh we I think we did I believe you were on the side that he should be fired. We just we did a conversation after, and I think I said, um, I'm trying to remember my exact quote of it, but I I I said I did not want him to be Michigan's head coach anymore. And I think I I knew they weren't going to fire him. So I I think honestly I was unwilling to like even toe the should he be fired or not, because it was just like he wasn't gonna get fired. He was gonna get suspended, but the point was, as a Michigan basketball fan, am I excited to watch that guy's team? Am I excited to watch him coach? No, like he, he took that from me in that moment. Um, I, I would say that's carried into this year. Carter would tell you, like, it, has it changed my rooting interest? Not at all. Like, I'm still a Michigan basketball fan, but it's definitely shaded the way I view Juwan Howard in general as a person. Like, it's hard to I don't know. It's just it, it's hard to not remember that moment no matter what happens next. Um, Now, to your, I guess, the prediction side of this, Like, I think, given the pattern of behavior, I will not be surprised if there is another incident. And if there is another incident, it's probably the last incident. If the Greg Gard thing happened again, exactly as it happened with a new coach, he's gone. I
0: firmly it's believe seventy percent to yeah. that. Level. Depending on what county it happens in, if he has the right prosecutor, he might be. all right.
1: come on, that's not a legal matter. Although it could become one if he keeps doing that.
0: I somewhere. don't think, I, for my prediction, I don't. Thank you. I don't he's think. That, I don't think that's the way he goes out. I, I think it's just going to be simply. He's going not to the enough, NBA. coach. He's seven, uh, seven uh, plus, and uh, already. Uh, so. He's to go, He's going to go to the NBA. The only thing that bothers me, last thing on this, is that yeah, I don't like the double standard the way to look at it because I feel like there was a group of Michigan fans being like, "Oh, he's just." He's just passionate. He's just, you know, doing this, doing that. But at the same time, when Izzo grabs a player's jersey, that's the first clip I see. Uh, oh, they're assaulting. Izzo's assaulting his players. I'm like, it's just, it's the double standard is the, is the part that irks me. It's not necessarily the actions outside of the punch. I feel like that's not non-negotiable. Like, that was wrong. I don't think, yeah. anyone, I don't, I
1: don't think anyone could say the punch was right. Seriously? Because that opinion's out there. I've, don't don't I've, put don't put your hands on someone, it won't be a problem. That shit was all out there. And by the way, you by, know who by de- by bad body language readers, which sleepers are not. You know who defended that after the fact? Juan Howard. His press conference after that game was to me worse than the punch or slap or whatever it was. Yeah, it wasn't good. I could make an argument that as unacceptable as it was, you're in the heat of the moment, it's contentious, you made a bad five-second judgment call. That guy had like 15, 20 minutes after the event and went in front of a camera and doubled down on the behavior and defended what he did in no uncertain terms. He said he had to defend himself. That part was in the clip. That to me was worse. That's where I said, "Fine, Michigan, I'd probably move off him right there. If he had gone up there and said something contrite or neutral even, fine. He had time to reflect on that. 15, 20 minutes. Not you're well beyond the heat of the moment at that point, and defended everything he did and got mad at the reporter for asking. I think the press conference was worse. Is that fair?
0: I, I definitely think that's fair to say. You definitely gotta admit you're wrongdoing. And that even if you don't think you're wrong, you don't say you're not wrong.
1: He I mean, was, he, well, he had no problem with it. Until someone talked to him and it was his job on the line. I still think deep down he doesn't have any regrets. I think he regretted the impact it had on him i think he thinks that was okay and i think the evidence of that is his response when asked about it after the fact that's I mean, speculation i think that's
2: hard to say it is speculation but no, I, I, I can admit see it's i can see why you'd speculate i'm not in his that,
1: heart and mind but, yeah. but i know what he said and i know what he said when he was not sitting down with people with the authority to fire him i think we got the more real opinion yeah. at that press conference that was the non-threatened didn't have the conversation with my athletic director conversation i don't know i mean i'm not rooting as much as i don't want michigan to do well in athletics i'm not rooting for juan howard to flame out and so i'm really not oh it, come on no on court sure you think i want juan howard to punch somebody I, it's kind of a sad story it'd be, it'd be hilarious i think no, i think you both nah, absolutely do.
0: nah if he go, if he goes out by punching another coach i got I got, a fi- <laughs> I got a file. Oh, yeah, I got admit, a file. I'll admit. I got tweets. A component I got of
1: me would enjoy the fallout. There's no question about that. <laughs> but I'm not sitting here rooting for, please punch somebody. Please punch somebody. I, 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 it's just a shitty situation. Like, it's not. And that's the difference. I, I actually will admit, of course, like, I would do I'd make fun of it. It would be good fodder. Uh, and I'll admit, like, the Freud in that. But that's not what I'm really thinking about. I would rather see them just suck. To be honest, I think it'd be hilarious that they fit your 10 and 22 situation. But yeah, sure. Fair. A part of me would enjoy. But what's what's more fun
2: content wise? Was it last year when they were a little bit better, but he was punching people or this year when they just suck and he's had no incidents?
1: OK, you win. Yeah. Last year. was I, know, more I hope fun, he right? goes kamikaze on everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I, fair. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm, just, I'm not as enthusiastic <laughs> about him, uh, you know going crazy on somebody as maybe others but right. i just think it's i don't know i'm a believer in karma i just feel like maybe that's why they're so bad this year seeing someone go out oh, yeah there you. Go. i just mean like i feel like it's probably not good for my uh, energy to be like rooting for someone to have a disgraceful exit. cart's but-
2: not worried about karma cart will pray on downfalls
0: oh uh, definitely i pray on downfalls of all my haters and enemies daily you don't have any haters. Everybody likes you guys. No, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we we got a couple the, out there. Really? I mean the I, I mean some, some of them. Like, they don't some, like of them are, some of them are transitive property. I don't really go seeking them. It's because I know Greg. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. yeah.
1: I just I see your guys' stuff. All the comments are like, "Yeah, great job!" Like you guys don't get half the hate I get. I mean, I don't. Know, most people hate me, but I, I feel like you guys are a pretty, like a pretty high approval rating. I mean, not Matt Sheen level, but no one's that. Well, then we got to
0: change some things up because I, I need more hate. You got to be more
1: controversial. I need, I need more hate. Let me ask you that that video you did in East Lansing where you made the reaction to Tomuzo and the kiss uh, costume. Was that supposed to be? Like you were giving a what the fuck face or was that just my interpretation?
0: Uh, I was actually a little bit rattled by that because I didn't know that. <laughs> well, at first I didn't know that the ticket office was my last name. So I was in there having a family tree <laughs> crisis. <laughs> yeah. And then Greg with his beautiful editing skills made it seem like I was kind of looking at the kid. I mean, I was a little rattled by that. But I laugh my ass the, off. The editing made it uh, definitely a little bit better.
1: I laugh at stuff and I'll be like the only one in a the movie theater that laughs. And yeah, I didn't know if that was intentional, but I appreciated it. it <laughs> as, as accidental as it may have been. Okay, so Juan Howard is great. Final four every year after this year. No. No problems at all. No. And he's he's an uncontroversial figure, and that's that's where you land. I, I respect the Michigan. Family. Not at all, for the record. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I gotta I got busted, I'll admit. I would a part of me would definitely enjoy if he just somebody right in the oh face. i i need but i need michigan
0: good run there are three c in the tournament and then lose and then he punches the coach after. what do you
2: can, can we go around the horn rank these three likely outcomes in terms of most likely to least likely Juan howard departs michigan on good terms for an nba job Jawan howard is fired for his basketball coaching abilities Jawan howard is fired for another incident
0: basketball coaching abilities is last nba first
1: incident second you think the NBA is most likely? Yeah. Why would they call him? I mean, does he have any juice in that regard? I mean, I, I feel like even after last year, he was
0: getting some NBA calls. I mean, they didn't have that great of a year last year, and I know for sure that the Lakers called him last
1: year, didn't they?
2: Yeah, I think it's more relationships. And
0: yeah, more relationships than the fact that he, he could still hang his hat on the tenure he had with the Miami Heat.
1: He didn't do anything. He was like the third chair. He wasn't even like the primary assistant.
2: Yeah, I mean he was—he was, he was in a the chair. There was people that weren't in those chairs. Listen, if John yeah. Beeline can so get a job, you never know when Dan Gilbert's going to pick up that phone. Yeah,
1: but that was also dumb. Of course. Yeah, yeah. What this is his, all
2: that rap John Beeline's
1: fault. Wait, for the was it? <laughs> wait, what, did, what did he? Did he say slugs? And they thought he said. Yeah, he said that, he said slugs
2: remember. in a closed door team meeting. Uh, some of the African American players were very. Upset about but it, they
1: thought he said thugs. Is that what it was? I honestly can't remember? Was... I,
2: I I think he did. I think I think he did say. I think he, he did say thugs. I can't remember. He tried to cover his bases. The with P, the slugs. PR yeah. was that it was slugs. He probably said thugs, and the the African American players were not happy with it, as they should not have been. Yeah. Uh, this is like I said. This is all that rat John Beeline's fault. He left them <laughs> out of nowhere. And what, and what is Tom- it
1: with the Michigan people calling everyone thugs all the time? I don't know what's going on. Tunnel <sighs> incident. Xavier Henderson's breaking up the fight. They're calling him a thug. Well,
2: you know.
0: Anar- the ann arbor halo just yeah. above the head just honestly i've been God waiting God for God one of you two to call Jawan a
2: thug in the last hour
1: that's never going to come out of my mouth because i think that's a substitute n-word
0: i agree with that and it's also this is being recorded on black history month and i will jump across, <laughs> I will jump across this table at both y'all because i do put hands on people i do get me and Joan got that in common <laughs> <laughs> not
1: from chicago but you do have that I do, I do put hands on people well let's get to let's get let's get our hands off this topic and hands on the speed round ben This is going to be a longer form speed round. So normally we kind of, we left this intentionally long. So don't feel rushed. Ben, let's run that speed round. Let's start here. All right. I want to talk about briefly the belated love for Tom Brady. I view this as a clear example of Michigan fans rewriting the the history. You guys are factually too young. I am barely old enough to have remembered and remembered it well, but I was at these games where Tom Brady's getting booed. Drew Henson is getting cheered. I view this belated love for Tom Brady as disingenuous. I think it's crazy. Am I just a a sour puss for these Michigan fans embracing somebody who hated the program so much for how he was treated that he didn't come back for a decade and came back once in 15 years? Am I just being a sour puss? What do you make of that?
2: I don't think they have a choice. Um, it's definitely if you want to call it hypocritical, that's fine. Like history happened, and they definitely wanted Drew Henson. Like that. That's there are photographs and videos from then. Like they can't deny that that happened. They do, but it would him. be it would be like if Max Christie just became the best NBA player ever. Like you guys have to embrace him when so he comes back. Twenty that's, years. That's such so so a
1: terrible what? comparison. No, no, no it is. It's a, wait, it's a very accurate. Wait, comparison. who? Who wanted Max Christie? Who was booing Max Christie off? You wanted him like gone. You wanted him bench me. Yeah. Cormac? Oh, yeah, I want a Cormac gone. I think he spit it in the face. what you call him? Cormac. <laughs>
0: That's his name. <laughs>
2: what? Yeah, That's Cormac. That's his name, Cormac. Cormac Christy. Cormac Christie. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his real name,
1: yeah. I, know, I honestly never do that. He, oh, got, yeah? he, he, got, up, he, he got
2: upset. Yeah. I
0: think, he, I think he's, he was a guy who complained about his minutes and usage, and he was going home at night and kicking his bed in his Lightning McQueen bed with his PB&J that his mom cut the corners off of, and he was upset, and he left. And I didn't like that. If he would have <laughs> came back this year, I would have been praying on his downfall if it came at the detrimental
1: Holy of Michigan. Max State's Christie? Team. That is an outlier opinion, though. The, the fan base at Breslin <laughs> was not booing Max Christie, which is why I reject ah, the comparison.
2: By the end of the year, I think there was, I think there was a segment. I do.
1: Booing Max Christie? Saying well, certainly after he pu- left. Saying put somebody else C- in? C-
2: certainly after he left. L- that's oh, fair. Yeah. Certainly after he has left, there have been people that have said, oh, screw him. That's happened.
1: The The only comparison I can think of would be, I mean, and even this is a stretch because there's, there's no perfect comparison, but keeping to like football. If Keith nickel had never redeveloped as a receiver and transitioned and went to be an NFL guy when everyone like was turning at him at the end, or, you know, even like Peyton Thorne now, still not a perfect example, but Michigan state fans have turned on Peyton Thorne. I'm actually one of the exceptions and Peyton Thorne goes and becomes Tom Brady or, you know, NFL great, that would be kind of a closer comparison where you have, like, it's either this guy or this guy. You kind of have to have, like, this guy or this guy. It's not just hate. It's like, we love this guy, and we hate this guy. They really did not like Tom Brady. I was at games where he was getting booed. There's video of him getting booed. Tom Brady's dad went on record saying he didn't like how the fan base treated him. Well, it'd
2: be to go to the Michigan, back to the Michigan side. It'd be if Cade McNamara became the next Tom Brady.
1: That's actually perfect. Yeah. It's like, that's I the mean, more perfect example.
2: And I don't like, I mean, were Michigan fans unfair to Cade? You could probably say that. But like, that's, I think that's just the nature of a court, especially at the quarterback position, the competition. Like, only one player can win. So when the fan base so clearly has. The higher ranked prospect and recruiting rankings are part of that. All the services like there's all this hype around the younger guy. You don't want to see the other guy win no matter who he is. It's just the nature of it. So is it fair to Tom Brady? No, he also wasn't the player at Michigan that he became the NFL at all. Um, I think like revisiting it at the time, I don't like I don't think anything was really unfairly done to Cade McNamara. I wasn't, you know, of able body and mind to say whether it was or not with Tom Brady. I certainly remember it. I will say that like I was young. But yeah. my dad was a U of M football. I mean, he was a grad from U of M. I was raised in a U of M household. Football was his sport over basketball. So I certainly remember it. And the little toddler me was all about Drew Henson. That's one of my first memories was this guy's the guy. But I mean, he literally we're talking about the greatest athlete in professional sports other than Michael Jordan or LeBron James. You said like, that was your first memory as Drew Henson? Of, like, Michigan football? I remember 97 national title, and then, yeah, this after that. it's a pretty ass-first memory, I'm not going to
1: lie. Drew Henson? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point is, I don't have an issue with, oh, fans are going to be fans that have a preference, because I agree, that's everybody. The point is, once the guy goes on to massive success after... You can't go and wear the Tom Brady jersey when you wanted the guy dead when he was no. there. If Rocky what are you, if, what are you supposed if
0: Rocky, Rocky Lombardi goes on to somehow make it to the NFL and has 9 NBA. No, but that's and different cuz he transferred. That's different. And nobody hated
1: Rocky Lombardi. There's no proper example in the Michigan state side. I tried. It would I'm be I think. I mean, for me I, and this is not even the fan base. For me as an individual, if Foster Lawyer became an all-time NBA s- star, I couldn't be like, yeah, Foster Lawyer, because I was a huge critic of Foster Lawyer and said he needs to go to a smaller school, which yeah, ended up. Earlier. I agree. With, I mean, yeah, and that
2: I, I agree with that. I,
1: I just think it's disingenuous. You can't wear the Brady jersey. You have to, though, yeah. guys.
2: Like, it's you, no, he became can. the greatest ever. Like, if yeah,
1: they should have better taste in quarterbacks then. I, I'm not crazy. the one that was wanted the guy dead. But yeah, we
2: can't go back in 20 years and right the wrong. All you can do now is when the greatest NFL player ever decides he wants to come back to the big house, you really want them to still boo him? That's insanity.
1: No, I'm like, not saying boo him. Just don't buy the jersey and say pro blue hashtag and all that shit. You, you, yeah. you have forfeited the right... The guy, You treated the guy so poorly that he didn't step foot on campus for 10 years and once in 15 years. And he had to be begged to do that. Why? Why did he not come back for a decade? I mean, there's...
2: Again, a lot of toxicity within Michigan Athletics and Drew places. Henson's
1: welcome back anytime. He's hoping for an invite at some point. It's the
2: greatest to ever do it. Of course they're gonna buy his jersey and welcome him back.
1: It's Come disingenuous. Up. Speaking of rivalry issues, all right, next one. Trey Burke, this one will be shorter. Trey Burke versus Cassius Winston. In, in a couple sentences. Who are you taking?
2: I'll let Cart go first and I'm taking Cassius. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I'm taking Cassius. Oh, I
2: can't wait to hear what you would say off air for this one. Why? Because I think you know the answer is different than that.
0: No, because first of all, Cash is my favorite Spartan ever, actually. Like he's number one, not just with point guards, not just players. Oh, are, are, we,
2: are we ranking who Carter's favorite is? Because then I got Cash also.
0: <laughs> so, so, is so that my, what we're so doing? Me, so, me say, so, me saying Cash is Winston, but, but picking Cash is Winston isn't When you're, when you're, is when an, you're, ass, <laughs> is an ass, <laughs> asinine take.
2: When your reasoning is he's my favorite, yes, <laughs> absolutely. He, oh, I mean, he wasn't, a, are we acting like he's a bump? He's not a bum at all. He's one of the great, if not the great, well, Magic. I would, I'm,
0: I he's a top that. five Spartan ever. Okay, sure. but honestly, outside of the favoritism part, he's got the accolades. He's got the stats, everything to back it up. And I know that Trey Burke has the stats as well. And I know he had a little bit more. I mean, what better he, stats.
2: Okay, he had uh, objectively
0: better stats. First, first also, sophomore Also played better. with a lot of better players, I would say.
2: Uh, I mean, Cash had a pretty loaded team. A couple oh, we, of those he years. He also had to play behind Tom Tom there talent, for a year. Talent was similar. He also had to play behind Tom Tom for a year. Hall of Fame coach knows what he's doing. Free Tom Tom. Why is it Trey Burt? Because that's
1: clearly where you're Trey,
2: going. Trey's sophomore year was just a higher peak than Cassius. And I'm, I don't I'm, I don't intend to disrespect Cassius at all, but you have to pick one. You're comparing
1: two greats. Yeah.
2: Trey's, Trey's sophomore year was better. He was a much better defender. And his offensive numbers were better that year, too. Uh, you,
1: you make an argument. I've always said there's no like, oh, you picked this guy, you're an idiot. Like, they're they're both, yeah, the the hard part is, did that to me.
2: No, the hard part (laughs) is, cat, like, cash got robbed of the ability to surpass Trey when COVID canceled the season. Like, if if cash goes back to back final fours, then he has the longevity argument when you're just stacking up accomplishments and they both made a final four, Trey made it one round further. Like, cash's thing gets stuffed in a locker by Peyton Siva.
1: We actually we actually claim that national title like we're UCF though. So we, we do. Have, Yeah,
2: we do. That's not a great look for the fan
1: base. I mean, don't you, don't
0: you guys claim the block? I don't know. Well, now we don't have the block. Now we got know. the Roman Wilson down at the 1-yard line. So we got you know something else now.
1: There's always a great screenshot that excuses every loss. So that's why like if they don't lose by 50, there's a screenshot that explains the loss. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Okay, I want to get into this. The worst bit in each fan base. What's something that each fan base does, uh, you know, obviously there'll be a different answer for each one. For an example, I say the little brother thing is the worst bit in the Michigan fan base. What's sort of the worst bit in each fan base, something you see recurring. Hmm.
2: It's hard. I don't know that I have one off the top of my head. I feel like I'd be, well, I guess I could say I could answer on the Michigan side. I'm trying to answer like a Michigan fan just for the sake of us disagreeing with each other. But I the, the worst bit is little brother to me or the the Hunter Dickinson like you have to like the people that go to Michigan State didn't get into Michigan I hate that. that's my least favorite that strikes a yeah. nerve with me because I got into Michigan and chose Michigan State like as many other people do and yeah. it was because I visited Michigan and everyone was insanely egotistical the whole time it pissed me off like but, I, yeah, yeah that's that drives me nuts probably
1: fair
0: do you, you agree with that? Assessment? No, I, I definitely think that's my, and I didn't even go to Michigan. I didn't go to Michigan State or Michigan. It just that, that whole narrative and the way that players and people that went to Michigan kind of all feed into that narrative. Like, they got a whole basket. They got Hunter saying it on a podcast, who's in his third year of college and doesn't have a major. What you want to tell me? that? I, I mean, I guess that team is just academic Enigmas, they you know it, that that just that kind of
2: hurts To me. add to that, one that I would say bugs me from the Michigan State side is when they'd use the term Walmart Wolverine. I don't think you need a degree from a school to be a fan of the school. Clearly, that's not the case with me with Michigan basketball, uh, and I'm the worst Spartan ever for saying that. But like, is he a Walmart Spartan? No. Can I actually can I cut you off real quick and do my my least favorite thing? Coming from
0: Michigan State's fan yeah. base uh, is the just wait till March thing. Like Ooh. I'm like oh that's a good one. Like I'm in hell. Like, I'm down 20, and I'm, we're not having a good stretch, and, I, I'm, going, and I'm, in, I'm in turmoil. I'm on my couch, and I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm scrolling, and someone tweets me, just wait until March. What the hell is that going to do for me now? It's
1: December, and we're struggling. I don't want to hear, just wait until March. That, that strikes a nerve with me. That's a good one. That's a really good answer. And I, I'm with you. Can I be mad for, like, five seconds, please? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Next one, the Round Ball podcast. Uh, yeah, I debated whether or not playing your entire parody was so good. I, I decided against it for the sake of brevity. But I, you guys went after this pretty hard. The Hunter Dickinson podcast he does via Barstool. I, you touched on it a little bit, Greg. What do, you, what do you make of that whole thing? I mean, is it a troll job? Because I argue Hunter Dickinson really is that big of a doofus. The Michigan fan argument that I keep seeing is, He's winning. It's 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 master chess. This is all a grand scheme to get in under your skin. Where do you land on that?
2: I don't think he's winning in any way. And I think he knows he's not winning when you associate yourself with uh, the, the people that do that from the Barstool side who compare Tom Izzo to Hitler. That's not a win in any way. And he knows that. And their behavior on that show has changed a lot since that moment, if you haven't noticed. But um, no, I, I just think I think Hunter loves him some Hunter. And this is a great platform for him to be front and center once again. And the other thing I will say, Hunter's really good at this. Like, I I don't necessarily agree with anything he says on that show, but he is fantastic at driving engagement. That's for sure. And but if you, you can have your opinion on, you know, whether you would listen to it or whether or not there's actual integrity behind what he does, but it generates clicks, man. He will, if he wanted to, he will get a media job somewhere after this um so i'm not a fan of it that's why we made the parody of it clearly i'm not a fan of it as a fan of the team i don't think it's a good thing for the basketball team at all that hunter dickinson does that but credit where credit is due i think he's pretty good at it
0: yeah i'm honestly i really don't have an issue with the podcast at all i really don't i tell greg this all the time i don't really have an issue with hunter dickinson i feel like i'm in the minority with that because i just you know, I, I appreciate Hunter talking shit and being all about himself. Like, that's, that's – You, I'm an you ad- are Hunter. I'm an advocate for that. If I was seven feet tall and had my own po- – well, I do have my own podcast. If I was seven feet tall and had one dominant hand, I would be Hunter Dickinson. Honestly, I really would. But the issue I really had with it was I think Marty Mush has the college basketball acumen of a rock, and he's really bad. And the one thing I will stick up for, though, is that Hunter came on the round ball, and I do listen to it. He came on round ball after the Michigan State game. And he literally had a great breakdown of the game, actually yeah. talked about what happened. And the clicks on it were like nothing. But if he comes on a podcast and he's like, I'm about to put up 30 uh, uh, Michigan State people can't get into Michigan, he's doing numbers. And that does views. And that's, I mean, that's what, pod, I mean, he wants views. He wants attention. He loves
1: attention. So that- you're saying you give him credit for that, Greg? I don't. Because any, any asshole can go, oh, this will get the crowd going to me. It's impressive if you have a quality product and you make the body of your show repeatably watchable. That's not what's happening here. It's little click stuff that any asshole could do. That's yeah. not talent.
2: I That's, See, I, 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 he, I
1: just he disagree. It, he doesn't laying
0: down recording on his Blackberry. That's what he really needs to do. Need I to disagree that any
2: it. asshole could do that. And I, I know I've watched them on this very show where you've had a lot of athletes in here. I don't think. Many of them could generate the engagement off of the asshattery that Hunter Dickinson does. I think there is a skill level to it. And I think he's not stupid. I really don't. I don't think Hunter's stupid. I think he knows what he's doing. The one thing I do think kind of goes over his head a little bit is the fact that these people that he has partnered with for this podcast do not have his best interest at, at heart at all. I mean, that's very clear at this point. They are milking him for any sort of controversy they can get. He keeps enabling that to happen. They actively throw his own teammates under the bus on some episodes. Yeah, and it's it goes beyond just a point. Like it, at a certain point, it's it's a little I don't know predatory by the guys who know the media world really? a little more than him. So
1: you think it's calculated <laughs> on their part? Because <laughs> the me-
2: damn, minute, Did I just are we going to Hunter Dickinson's a victim role here? No, <laughs> I just I, I like clearly Jawan and everyone in the Michigan basketball programs just said go do whatever you want, which is crazy, first of all, but. It's, I mean, I don't think Hunter knows the space at all. Hunter just thinks,
1: oh, I get on a Zoom call and have a conversation.
2: Can't control his temper. Well, they ripped me, me on their players. show.
1: I, I'm the reason the Hitler thing happened, actually. I mean, you're familiar oh, with it. That. Nice. am true. I'm not, I'm not at all, no. They were responding to my report when they made the Hitler remark. Because I oh. talked to multiple Michigan State basketball players. Oh, on the record that I could share their comments off the record as to who they were. I think it was three we ended up sharing. Four I talked to, three I ended up sharing. And that's what they were responding to in the Hitler clip. It was, did you see that guy uh, that said Tom Izzo would be making them run stairs? And oh, great, your coach is Hitler. I was the cause of that. You guys didn't know that? You did the parody.
2: Not at all. We
1: we did the
0: parody because he called us out. Yeah. On an episode. By name. Yeah, By name. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: That's what I was actually getting to. It was not for my own self aggrandizement, although I'm all for that. I wanted to ask if there was any response from them when you guys did the parody, because it got incredible engagement. I didn't see anything publicly and I was waiting for it. Was there any type of pushback at all from them?
2: No. uh, So I think to tell the, in some no at the end of it there was not it ended with our parody and there was no trace of it after we're pretty disappointed we sort of certainly would have liked for them to re-engage for us it was what, only good what for can us. they
1: say that was a death blow oh you yeah gotta say, you got
2: you got to say something that's what people say so the, the uh, context i think the context of it was that um the so two weeks before we had gone to iowa for the college hoops to go travel series we're doing And Jordan Bohannon, who is part of the Roundball podcast, was a target of ours to try to get for a segment on the show. When we go to these places, we try to get someone relevant to sit down with us. And Bohannon has some ties with the Field of 68 guys I work with. So it was a reasonable request for us to get his info and try to get 10 minutes with him. Uh, Bohannon never responded to us. That day that we're driving the four hours to Iowa from Nebraska, Roundball tweets out, send us questions, send us voicemails. We'll answer them on the show. So we've never had any interaction with round ball. We phone him up and we basically were like, hey, Marty, tell Jordan Bohannon to call us back. Like he keeps, he's ducking us. And while you're at it, Hunter, respond to our DMs. Cause we had DM'd Hunter back at Big 10 Media Day, trying to get him on the sleeper show years ago, just two years ago. And Hunter like saw it and didn't respond to us. So fully playful, don't expect a response whatsoever. Um, maybe a week later, Jeff Goodman, who's a mentor of ours and my boss at the Field of 68, uh, throws Marty Mush in a group chat with a bunch of college basketball writers. There's like 25 of us in it. And Marty comes in. My violent friend here chose violence to welcome Marty Mush to the group chat. What did you say specifically?
0: I said uh, something along the lines of, hey, Marty, what's up? Love the pod, mainly when you aren't speaking. And then this was at... (laughs) And then this is after they had just lost to Central Michigan, so I was asking them to comment on that, losing a directional school, uh, just something along, along those lines.
2: <laughs> so Marty leaves the group chat almost immediately. He like, I think he responds, and said, LOL, what? And then left the group chat before anything else happened. Uh, everybody in our group chat who knows us a little more personally is like, Carter, what are you doing, man? Like laughing, that's hilarious. I text you on the side like, are you kidding me, dog? Like for real? So the next round ball episode, Marty reads the texts and calls. He's like, this, this guy, Carter Elliott, I don't even know who that is. And called us nerds. Read the text, called us nerds. Hunter interrupts on their show and says, those guys are funny. Like, I know that Carter Elliott dude and his boy. He didn't know my name, but he said, I know Carter and his boy. They're funny. I listened to their stuff after, like when we beat Michigan State, I've listened to their show. They're pretty good. And Marty's just like, no, they're not. They're scumbags. And then a couple of days later, Hunter finally responded to our DMs. So that we we had some backstory there where it's like, OK, Hunter's defending us on his own show. We think Marty's an idiot. We think all these yeah, guys. The, the parody was all in good. fun. It was all
0: in good fun. Yeah,
2: it was it to was, try
0: it was, to re-engage. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought I thought they would give us a funny response. And obviously, they're
1: not cut like that. Yeah. I mean, the only shocking part of the story to me is that Marty Mush can, in fact, read. But we'll, I mean, we'll leave it there, I guess. I, I, I that guy IQ of a donut. Ben, let's get to the. The apex of the show ending with a bang. The only speed round topic I told you in advance was coming. Who wins the fake Final Four? Is it team Tyson Walker, hater David Klein, Chris Castellani, Anthony Broom, or yours truly, Justin Spiro? The rosters are up there. Audio listeners, tough shit. Who you take in there? You've thought about it. You've pondered it all day. Who's your team?
0: You go on first. You, going. you go first. Okay, well, uh, immediately, uh, Broom's out. Eli <laughs> Brooks is on his team. That's I'm not considering that. That's that was an awful. Why
1: is that disqualifying? Pick. That's an awful pick. It speaks for itself. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's a bad pick. And not the last round or anything. I mean that was like, yeah, with, that's that's like a, that's, there were 9 a, guys to spare. Oh there,
2: there's some good players that could have been that's picked. It's like when an NFL spot. team takes a kicker third round in the draft. It's just like what are what are yeah, we
0: doing? I mean, I know Greg's probably going to disagree with me. It's not just cuz I'm here at Spiro. Let but me guess. I honestly I
2: I'm actually going with your team. You, I really I truly am. Can I guess you like DK and Spiro's teams as top 2? No. <laughs> I D, DK DK had some DK had some
0: some some questionable picks in here as well. <laughs> he's
1: he's he does not care about the character. I mean, at he, all. he's, he's looking at he a second overall pick. I mean, he picked, the character, Tim, character Tim concerns Hardaway, are already Tim Hardaway Jr. Over Jordan Poole.
2: Um, no. I, I think Hardaway was OK value. I don't hate that pick. No, so I'm so Carter's Hardaway. going with, with me. Is broom the worst? Even team? though how did Travis Walton make his way on the team? Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Defensive player of the year in the conference. There's so many better options as as the role player. We we talked about the criteria. This was not, hey, pick the best, you know, whatever it is, forty guys or whatever. It's picking a team that can win in the Final Four. I can't have nine guys that are scoring.
2: Walton, if you wanted like a defensive stopper point guard, there's nothing Walton's better at than Xavier Simpson. Just to throw that out there, Did but I, I disagree. Win defensive
1: player of the year in the conference. I, I
2: disagree with getting that well, Travis Walton. Have any, anyway, he doesn't have a DUI. He has some other issues, but that's okay. Oh that is he was actually living in Thomas's basement when those occurred, but it's all right. Um, Spiro is also my winner for the record. Oh, all right, look at after, that. after all that, yeah, I, yeah. I thought
1: you were going to shit all over him, right?
2: No, so I'm with you. Brooms disqualified. It's just, I mean, it's Michigan. First of all, all four of you should be disqualified because this is just a totally biased exercise. It's insanity. Clearly, each of you picked six consecutive picks from your favorite team, but Eli Brooks at 19 is punishable. Like he's that's just horrible. <laughs> Um, I thought the, the, the top group played out about how I would, like you knew the top four picks were going to be the top four picks. If I could have picked in where I would draft, I would have picked four or five and you did the right move. You took Valentine Stauskas. To me, there's a big fall off after five. And I know Kalen's really good. Uh, but to me, it's a, a five pick draft and you got two of the stars. I will just say, I think cash is going ones insane. I was texting DK about it beforehand. I would have taken Draymond Green one. I think he's the most singular, unique guy. There is no replicating what Draymond Green can give you, and then you'd have to build the right team around him. Uh, to me, DK is third in this. We essentially saw a Cash's, Winston Miles Bridges team. They were a really good regular season team, and whether it's fair or unfair, they didn't go anywhere, and it kind of tarnishes the way I remember this. Like Obviously, Gary Harris and AP are good. Is it Adrian Payne better than Jaron Jackson was that year? I don't think so. Is Gary Harris that much different from Josh Lane? Like, we saw that team. I feel like you should build a better team than that core in this exercise when you could choose from both programs uh so that leaves you or castellani and i to be honest i love the top four picks for both of you except i don't love manny harris that's a questionable one from chris the bottom four picks i think are pretty or bottom three i guess are all just it's it horrible to me from both <laughs> um like I, how does jordan Poole not get picked here makes no sense he's a top 15 value in this how does mitch mcgarry not get picked but I know you cut off the bottom of this. Nick Ward was picked in this draft. Like, Is
1: the bottom cut off on this?
2: I'm pretty sure there's one more. Where did you...
1: You said you yeah, saw no, Nick Ward.
2: No, I saw Nick Ward on... Yeah, did, uh, did, DK, DK picked Nick Ward. Did you Ward.
1: fail us, Ben, getting the cutoff? I don't know.
2: Unless we're wrong on that. But I just like... Either way, Mitch McGarry, had, he averaged like 22 and 12 in an NCAA tournament to take a team to the title. It was insanity. So uh, I think there's some integrity that was missing from this from an unbiased standpoint. But... <laughs> Uh, no, your core of Valentine Stowski's Tillman Jackson wins the draft. I don't care who the three are with you. Now, had you added Jordan Poole and Mitch McGarry to that, you run away with that instead of like Knights of Walton.
1: So it cut off at the bottom. Let's just pretend I had Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, 29th overall on the snake background. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the big. I had no idea where you guys were going to. So so Castellani's the the consensus runner up. Was that the, Did Carter agree with that? Yeah, I'll agree with that. And, and Broom is the worst. Yeah, Broom. He's solidified fourth. Can I get some Raymar Morgan love
2: also? I'm not just standing for Michigan guys. Raymar was great. He belongs on this list. There's a couple of... Michigan the argument against it, Raymar I t- I was... I Darrell Summers over Eli Brooks. I put Summers on there too.
1: Well, and that's the... He's the reverse Raymar. The argument against Raymar is he came up the smallest in general in the tournament. He had a great game against UConn though in the Final Four, which is tough to look past, but his meltdown in the Butler game is one of the biggest reasons they lost other than Chris Allen putting up a Zero 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 stat line which hmm. is almost impossible uh shawndy
2: brown being picked and this is absurd by Wait, the way he got picked yeah that's that i mean that's just recency bias from
1: chris oh that, heaven's, heaven's pick 26 that's absurd <laughs> i mean i wanted the other walton i wanted Derek walton jr over travis walton with my which i if you watch the video live of this draft which took place in, live on camera i was so pissed about d walton jr who i would argue is one of the three most underrated players in this draft pool. Like people forget how good that guy was. Is that a fair uh praise for for Walton Jr.?
2: I think so. The the year, his senior year where they made the what they make? Sweet sixteen, I think, where they had like DJ Wilson.
1: Um he was he, on the airplane team too, right? Yeah, he was that was yeah. his
2: final year where they won the Big Ten. I mean, he was he was pretty objectively a top five player in the country for the final month. The only reason that team went from like fringe tournament team to damn they can win the big 10 title was because he was nuclear so i agree with that i think if i'm looking at this list the i i think walton's a great value i think jaron jackson's a great value i would have taken him top 10 um trying to see
1: worst pick other than eli brooks and we'll finish there for me it's mo Wagner seven
2: yeah let me try to pull someone from up top um i don't love gary harris at nine I think everybody in that like 10 to 16 group, I'd probably take over Gary. Uh, Sean Brown shouldn't be anywhere on this. That's insanity. <laughs> poor, poor Chris. That's insanity, man. I love you, Chris. But ugh.
1: all right. So I'm winning the national championship. I appreciate you guys uh, for picking me. Who's coaching me, your or, team? Uh, Juwan Howard. There you go. Yeah, I'm not pointing to the joke. Well, enjoy the Sweet 16, and you'll get punched. Well, I don't know. We will have a puncher's chance, as they say. <laughs> sweet uh, 16 and PR chaos. the, no, Ju- I, the Juwan way. I, I think we. I, I mean, we have to be Tom Izzo because you know, I'm picking all the Michigan State guys, and DK can be stuck with I don't know Fife or something. We will give him Fife. Uh, ben, <laughs> appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Finally, a long time coming. You did the Hunter Dickinson treatment with me for a while. You kind of ignored me, and then you 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 know, you're so suddenly so busy. This guy sent me his calendar. You were in the group chat. Okay, uh, I'm busy the next 74 days, but I can do this little pocket of two days, and we snuck it in there. Well, because
0: so. he has, to ca- he basically carries me. I'm just—is that why? Yeah, I just come with a nice haircut, nice smile, a couple of Darren Williams kind of impressions, <laughs> maybe a little Drake <laughs> comment in the comments or two, and then just kind of be funny. And then Greg carries most of the, you know, heavy
1: load. So, you know, I'll try to stay out of trouble with the round ball pod while we're at it, and I know. You have been blamed, I think, unfairly, Greg, for the DK Tyson Walker spat. But if you do have a role in that, which is debatable, thank you. Because apparently one or both of you has been the inspiration for Tyson Walker to hit the gym, work on his J. That mid-range game off off the curl has been automatic all year. So if you did have anything to do with Tyson Walker's motivation this offseason, I guess I should thank you for that.
2: You're welcome. Look, I mean, uh, he's been great. Maybe A.J. Hogard will blame D.K. for things I've said about him at this time next year. That might happen. i
1: got to get D.K. in everybody's ear. Like, let, let this guy fire up the whole team at this point. It's worked wonders on Tyson Walker. Carter Elliott, Greg Waddell, appreciate you guys. Sleepers Media, we'll see you at some point. Please don't boycott the show. i so many that I have to like to of that after I do talk. Superior Avenue Show, with we'll you next time. Thanks.